Welcome to Being a Successful Leader with Carl Welty. Carl is a leadership pioneer with years of challenging leadership and consulting experience. Here's Carl with some valuable insights, practical and proven methods for being a successful leader. Greetings, Carl Welty here, your host for the podcast series, Being a Successful Leader. We have an episode each week lasting from uh, 15 minutes to a, a half hour. And we have about 35 of them online, uh, by the way, and you can catch past episodes by going to uh, webtalkradio.net, webtalkradio.net, clicking on channels and then scrolling down to uh, leadership in the workplace and then uh, locate my uh, icon there, being a successful leader, and then you can see all the past episodes. Click on that, anyone you want to catch. The um, series revolves around what I consider three leadership imperatives. And they are, number one, uh, being a self-aware and successful, uh, skillful leader, self-aware and skillful leader. Number two, then having a sound strategy, both your identity and your direction. And number three, then getting people to rally around that sound strategy. And then to do that, you build a culture of commitment. So the three leadership imperatives, again, are number one, uh, being a self-aware and skillful leader. Number two, having a sound strategy. And number three, uh creating a culture of commitment. Okay. Uh, and I should mention that uh, there's, with those three imperatives, there's a book I have on uh, each of the three imperatives. And you can find uh, these three books in on my uh, uh, website, wealthy.com, and scroll over to Leadership Resources, then click on Books, and you'll see the three books and how to order them there with a short description, too. Okay, uh, it makes a nice compliment, I think, between talking about it and then having a resource for you on a continuing basis to, to look at uh, and reinforce what we're talking about and give you a little bit more detail, too. All right, uh, today's episode is using the collaborative leader-manager option or approach, using the collaborative leader-manager approach. This is one of four in what I consider to be a mini-series, a mini-series within our bigger series of uh, the podcast and the mini series uh, centers around the uh, uh, different leader manager approaches or options in terms of decision making. Uh, the uh, uh, This is the, the third of three in this mini series. The first one a couple of episodes ago was uh, approaches to managing. I think to be a very general, uh, very helpful general uh, overview of approaches to managing for you as a leader manager. I have four. One is uh, you as a doer technician, you a manager, leader manager, a doer technician. And then as we move, uh, progress uh, to the next one uh, and beyond, you uh, give up uh, some discretion and or some control and allow more discretion in terms of the followers in terms of what you're trying to do. So the first one is manager as doer technician, and then you progress, and not necessarily being better, but move on to uh, the second one, which is a uh, manager as conductor, still pretty much in, in control there, but uh, not not as much hands on, and then a major bridge as you as you go from conductor to releasing some of the control, and you go to manager as coach. Uh, and then the final one is manager's working leader, which is kind of like the CEO of your group, be it the organization as a whole or, or your particular entity. And, and there you're 
you're rather digging into the inside workings of your group. You're more out there blocking and tackling. You're, you're, you're managing the context, you're busting down barriers and developing strategy and really working as a leader, still there to, to get involved in the day-to-day process, but working more as a, as a true leader. So that was the first of the four. The second one was a, a kind of a, a step down to take a look at your interaction with your individual associates or a small group of associates. Following the same kind of progression there, I have three uh, uh, leader decision-making uh, options here as you work with your individuals. Number one is a directive option. The second one is then collaborative, which is a shared decision-making option. And the third one is delegative. And we talked about that in the last episode and some of the situational variables that you need to consider. The one we really hammered was really the the, the idea of, of the level of maturity or development of your associate or associates, whoever you're working on it with particular opportunity or challenge. And the more mature they are, mature maturity being defined as a combination of, of competence and commitment, competence and commitment. So I, I divided into four maturity levels. You can go back and listen to that or consult the book on this, but uh, kind of a rough model, but very, very valuable. So you can match your particular uh, decision-making option, uh, directive, uh, collaborative or delegative to the maturity level of your follower. The more mature they are, the more reign that you're going to give them in this decision, the more you back up and allow them uh, discretion. Okay. Um, And then there are other situational variables. We talked about also the quality of the decision you need to make, the acceptance of part of the individual, the group. People tend to own things they help create. So sometimes you're going to involve them a little bit more than you otherwise might uh, not if you didn't think about this acceptance criteria. Uh, there's the degree of uh, which you want to be, be involved because of, of interest. Uh, there's the where the knowledge or the wisdom resides. That's another variable we need to consider. Then there's a safety element if that's a, appropriate. And then sometimes there's a timing thing. Time is of the essence. So those are the situational variables that you're going to consider in, in, in choosing a uh, an option there. Uh, collaborate at the middle of my three there is one that's very, very about probably the one you're going to use most, the one that probably most times gets the best bang for its buck. Uh, and so we need to talk a little bit more about that. And that's what we're going to do today in this episode. And, and next week we'll finish this mini series of four by looking at the art of delegation, which obviously is part of the third approach I have our option, which is the uh, delegated. Okay. So let's uh, continue now with the collaborative approach. Um, now, again, the key thing here is that you as a leader manager uh, remain as the primary decider here, uh, unlike the delegative, and we'll talk about that next time, where you pretty much perhaps allow for the uh, the uh, person you pass the assignment on to to uh, pretty much uh, organize and, and decide. Um, one of the key things, one of the caveats here, is that as you involve people using the collaborative approach, and I keep saying the shared decision-making approach, uh, do not tap uh, unless you really mean it. In other words, do not tap into resources uh, individually or collectively unless you really mean it, because you're going to come across as a phony, and you probably have been involved in those situations. I certainly have, 
where, you know, it's almost like somebody read a book and says, you gotta, you really ought to want to involve these people. Okay. And so they're consulting you, but you're thinking, ah, I don't know about this. So be genuine about this. Don't tap unless you really mean it, unless you really think you're going to get a better decision out of getting involved with an individual or individuals in your group. And as you do so, getting involved, uh, again, we've talked many times about the value of constructive conflict, not relationships conflict, but constructive conflicts where you nurture an environment where people feel okay about speaking up and you can get divergent viewpoints on the table and move those around and, and arrive at a better decision through some very good qualitative uh, interaction that you have with your group. So constructive conflict, as you open it up, is something that you want to invite, not something you want to avoid. Now, looking at the uh, collaborative approach or the collaborative option, we can divide it into two uh, subordinate uh, uh, pieces or modes. Number one is consult, and the other is consensus. You've heard of these. So let's talk about each. So you want to collaborate with your with your group. Uh, so you're going to tap individuals or uh, small groups of individuals, or you can bring them all together and try to get a consensus where you have a shared decision-making uh, uh, session, if you will. Uh, consult is 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 tapping again, the individual or maybe a, a few individuals in, in your group or maybe even outside your group. Consensus is group agreement. This is where you join your group uh, in making a decision. Uh, and, and I define consensus as something we can all live with, uh, not necessarily die for, okay? Um, something we can all live with, not, not necessarily something to die for. Now, a consensus is time-consuming. It should be used sparingly. Uh, every decision doesn't warrant that degree of interaction and so forth. Um, and when it cannot be reached, you, you, you go into a consensus decision making session with your, with your individual or individuals. Uh, the drop back mode is the, cons is the consult mode. Uh, so if you can't reach consensus, you drop back to consult where you again become the primary decider. You kind of give it up that role when you, uh, go to the consensus. You're just joining the group. But when you go back to consult, then again, you uh, uh, arise as the primary decider here. And I think uh, this is a good time to talk about uh, when you use these shared decision-making uh, modes uh, or even any of the options, directive, collaborative, or delegative, uh, I like to talk about uh, feed forward. You as a leader say, okay, here, here's the challenge we have. And in this particular case, I'd like to take the lead and uh, share with you my rationale, the directive approach you're telling them. Okay, we have this challenge here, uh, and I'd like to involve you in this decision. And what I'd like to do is uh, to uh, tap into you, consult, and see what your ideas are. Or I'd like to join with you in making a decision, see if we can come up with a consensus decision the collaborative approach, either with consult or consensus. The delegative is that you're working with an individual or individuals and say, okay, in this particular case, I'd like to allow you to uh, work it through and, and maybe we can talk about where your, what your thoughts are and so forth. And we'll get into detail on that next time. There's, there's gradations of delegation, okay? Um, but anyway, the, the, what I'm saying here is that the feed forward is an important practice when you're going to involve a group or when you're making a decision with a group to let them know 
as, as we say in bad English, where you're coming from. <clears throat> All right. Now, let's get back to consensus for a minute. Again, you're going to use that sharingly, but if you have a very, very important decision, and the wisdom is one of the, the situational variables I talked about, where the wisdom is pretty much shared. You don't have it all in your pocket. Various people have different uh, pieces of the puzzle, and you want to get it all on the table and see if you can pull the puzzle together to make it make sense, to make a nice picture. And so uh, how do you know when you get consensus? You're in the consensus mode. You, you talked about that. Well, one thing is you can speculate. You can hear the vibes in the room. You can look around and so forth and say, well, it looks like we have pretty much together on this. You're speculating. I have three modes here I'm going to give you. The second way to test for consensus is that you can actually go around the table uh, and uh, individual polling, if you will. Sam, what are your thoughts? Pete, Mary, Barbara, that sort of thing. And uh, see, see by uh, polling. Now I have a third one for you that's really dynamite. And again, you're going to use this sparingly, but again, for a very important decision where the wisdom is shared, uh, I heartily recommend this to you. And that's called gradients of agreement scale. Gradients of agreement scale. You can find it in, in uh, my book, Building Commitment, chapter six for further detail there and a sketch and maybe an example. So here's what you do. Uh, and if you have a piece of paper there, you can just maybe sketch this out. You can uh, maybe develop a scale uh, one to five and put whatever labels you want. But uh, maybe one is uh, uh, with the labels fantastic. And number five on the opposite end of your spectrum is uh, veto it. And number three is uh, I'm okay with. And then you can, you know, uh, say that, uh, Number two might be uh, okay, but some reservations. Number four might be uh, I have some I have some serious concerns. So whatever labels you want to put, but one to five is a nice scale. And then what you want to do is that you you go around the room, uh, the table, and uh, you do your individual polling. But then you ask each person uh, 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 the the rating and, and why. You can take an individual poll. You can put your scale up there and just ask for a polling and put hash marks under each of the f five uh, areas there. See what you have. And then go around a second time and ask the individual the rationale for whatever rating they had. And then you complete that and then do a second polling. And people may have discovered something or learned something from other folks as they shared their rationale for their initial polling. And then they may want to change their uh, decision on which uh, on going forward. And of course, you want to start the thing uh, with a very clear cut uh, uh, phrasing of what your decision is, what to do about X, how are we going to do Y, you know, what is the decision? Be clear about that. And then you take your polling, and again, the gradients of agreement scale, which is really doing two pollings, uh, first around the table, hash marks with your five uh, gradations, and then, then let people give their rationale and to go a second time around and see where you're at. Now, this could be very uh, revealing. Uh, it, it really gives you a good sense of the degree of consensus that you have. But what if you don't have a, a good consensus what if it's kind of scattered or you got some people down there at four or even five uh, or even three so uh, what do you do there well maybe you need to reframe or change or 
the decision, uh, reframe the decision, or maybe you need to postpone, cancel, and uh, maybe it's not the time to go ahead. Maybe there's more research needed. Okay, but that's very, very beneficial to you rather than plow ahead and think you had consensus and then out there in the field, uh, it's just not going the way you should because maybe those sparks aren't as motivated as you thought they were in the at the table at the time you made the decision. All right. Very, very powerful. Look at the book there, uh, Building Commitment, and it'll give you, uh, reinforce it for you. Very, very good practice to use sparingly, again, as you sparingly use the consensus decision-making mode. So there you have it, some key tips, pointers, if you will, on the uh, collaborative, collaborative uh, decision-making option for you as a leader manager. All right. So that's the... Uh, the third of our four. Next time we'll talk about the power or the art of delegating. Uh, it, it's it's an art form. It's, it shouldn't be taken randomly, and it needs to be looked upon as an investment, investment in a person or people, and taking the necessary time and the quality time to uh, pass off the assignment or make the delegation. Next time, stay tuned for that. In the meantime, in the week to come, you take care of yourself, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.